0: Alright, I'm Dan and welcome to the Stage Fright Podcast, where we talk about mental health while working in creative industries. Today on the show, I'm talking to Seb Hunter. A
1: creative life, unless you're very, very lucky, is really means a poor life, doesn't yeah. it? You know, we're, we're all, all poor, poor, yeah. We talk about working with James Martin's band. I mean, this is the thing about James, is that he just works so hard, harder than anyone I've ever seen. I mean, playing guitar is hard enough in the first place, but playing and singing simultaneously <laughs> in front of thousands front of people. Of thousands. <laughs> Insanity! <laughs> Who would put yourself through that? And what life is like on the road with him. That They go wild, and it's this huge standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. This, you play all these amazing places.
0: Seb is a published author with his cult best-selling book, Hellbent for Leather.
1: People always think that being a writer is glamorous, it's like you sit down and you just you write and you... you know, You've know, got know, your quill. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so we talked the differences between writing an album
1: and writing a book. I didn't just get letters back saying no thank you, I got some letters <laughs> back saying this is really bad, you should stop. The struggles. It's the utter worthlessness that you find yourself in, and it's impossible to get yourself out of it, that's the thing. To eventually getting a book published. And in the end it went to Fourth Estate, Collins, for like a six-figure sum. I've produced many records with Seb. <laughs> I've
0: noticed that <laughs> but, recording where you go, let's stick some drums on it. Steve's like, What's I the have part? no idea what this is. <laughs> You're listening to the Stage Fright podcast. Here's Seb Hunter. Cool. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, is it on? Yeah, no, we're, we're going, mate. Like. It just started, man. You just started. Well, right? I'm just, saying, i just saying, any... that's okay. how I work. They call me the sniper of podcasting. <laughs> do <Don't> they? <laughs> no, well, I'll just I call do. you Sniper. Yes, Sniper. <laughs> so, yeah i'm here with seb hunter if you want to describe kind of
1: what you do is it is it weird <laughs> me talking to you like this it is because we work together so much yeah, then, yeah. And then, and then it's like oh we're actually having a serious conversation that's actually going to be recorded yeah and, uh, i've been thinking about this on the drive over and thinking, like, oh, what am i going to say and it's like oh god <laughs> now you're here it's so yeah. different to what we normally talk about we're normally in the middle of a project we're well we're in the middle of a recording project at the moment yeah we're literally we're after, we're after this we're going to record bass, yeah. bass and yeah, exactly yeah. so i'm like oh god we'll uh, go back
0: to the first time i met you was um ancient and modern it was those uh, yeah.
1: nights oh, yeah. you were doing sound at the railway i was doing that's sound right. for yeah, you right. yeah. yeah we used to run a, a an experimental music night at the railway in winchester uh, and it was all, all sorts of crazy wild and wonderful things yeah and when
0: you say wild and wonderful things <laughs> i remember miking up i think polly i mic'd up and she was eating a bag of crisps and drinking some water one time in an, in an ensemble. Okay. And she was just like crunching crisps and like drinking. Okay. It was all yeah. odd sounds There's like that. Of the radio talking. one I heard about, but I never did sound for that, where people were tuning radios to certain frequencies at certain times.
1: Uh, oh, that was a, a John Cage thing we did. Yes um yeah we just did all sorts of things i like didn't that. i didn't do sound for that and i kind no, of annoyed no. that I didn't do sound for that. the best my favorite one we did was when we had it, when we soundtracked it was a world cup game and it was one of those situations where we, we had an ancient modern night scheduled for an important england world cup game and we were like what what i know oh what do you do oh, yeah. we've all been there right it's a yeah. gig and it's like oh shit it's a bit important sporting thing yeah. like, what do you do do you cancel or do you do it so we ingeniously decided to it was i think it was england uruguay and we decided to to get a bunch of improvisers and 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 split the room split it in half and half the half the musicians were uruguay and half the musicians were england so if you're uruguay you could only play when uruguay had the ball and the other team, you could only play when um when england had the ball so it was brilliant (laughs) and and, and we had the 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 game on a big screen behind so you could watch the game but we it being oh that's a great idea yeah but of course England in those days didn't have any possessions. It was all, so it was like 80% <laughs> Uruguay and Luis Suarez and stuff. And yeah. England, England players were like, oh, this, is, this is really boring. And of course, and then we went behind to a uh, controversial goal. So it was all just like a real damp screen. People started just playing randomly and it all got a little bit heated. Yeah, we played a gig once in my old
0: punk band. We were headlining the joiners. And back in the day when you're headlining, it's like, that was the big thing. It's like, oh my God, they're headlining the joiners. No yeah. one was there. Yeah. Um, and what made it worse is, England got knocked out by Portugal that year of the Euros I think and they played the penalty shootout just before we played <laughs> so we were about to play and they were like oh we it's gone to penalty shootouts like we're going to hold the band and I was like okay fine and we went out and watched it and then England got knocked out and everyone just went home <laughs> and then we got introduced on stage oh the uh Portugal might be one step closer to the final but England have still got big screen butter and there's
1: like four people in the crowd going (laughs) and we are like oh this
0: is so annoying (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. I remember one time um, the Stones had that they were playing uh, Wembley Stadium and I think it was Steel Wheels when they first embraced the whole stadium concept which Mm -hmm. they're still doing now uh, it was during the England. I think, and this is I don't know, 91. it can't been. I mean, but I remember there was a. They just put the game on the big screens in the stadium. They were just fuck it. Let's just, let's just yeah. put the game on. And you may as well, we'll lean into it. Well. Exactly. You may as well so, lean so, into how it, it. How good
0: would that be though to watch the Stones and we'll see England get beat?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can't really think. That's too much to think about.
0: Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson music. For advert free, higher quality, and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. Anyway, Seb, what, yes. what would you describe your job? Oh, God. I was, and- this, is,
1: this is the thing is I've done so much weird stuff. At the moment, well, I am clinging on to a, a full time creative life. So I'm a. a yeah, a job in creative. I've done lots of things. I've I've a, a, a written books. I did that full time for about ten years, starting two thousand and four. I gave up my job to do that. I used to work in publishing, and I gave it up to be a full time writer, which was yeah. I managed to do that for ten years, and then I tried to make a film, and then I've been doing music in one shape or form ever since then, and mostly with uh, the band that. Uh, You play with us a lot, a band called Provincials, uh, which is myself, my partner, Polly, um, Steve, one of my best friends, plays piano and drums as well. Uh, And we've been doing that for several years now. We're just making our third album, is it our fourth album? I can't remember. I think I've done four. Have I done four? This is the fourth one. So uh, we're in the middle of doing that now. And so that's my, I suppose, primary creative outlet at the moment. And I also, um, this strange outlier that I do, I also um, run and the James Martin band. Yeah. And and play with him. Uh, I'm his touring guitar player when he tours.
0: Cool. So <laughs> the first time you got in contact with me once about playing piano for Provincials for a show at Ronnie Scott's, and that's the first time I
1: ended yeah. up playing with you.
0: Yes,
1: that's right. That was upstairs at Ronnie Scott's, wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah but you say Ronnie yeah. Scott's.
0: You just say and Ronnie then you Scott's. just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course,
1: of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Everyone's played that's upstairs. Right. Yeah, I forgot you did that. Yeah, 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 yeah I did yeah. that. That was my first Provincials gig. And you said, can you play keys? And I said, yep. And then I thought, <laughs> right, I've got to go out and buy some keys. So I went and bought that keyboard... Oh, really which i now use in the James Martin band because of you as well. That's a different that is, that is story. Weird, and um, yeah, kind of did it on that. And then it turns out Ronnie Scott's had a piano upstairs anyway, so. And then I remember don't.
1: you played, we played a gig in Oxford as well. Yes. And there was and there was, and there was someone doing like a live sketching. Yes. You know, like, you know, yeah. like courtroom scenes. There was, a, there was an artist, yeah, There was a courtroom was a, artist It was just the back
0: of my head. Doing, doing, yeah, that's thing. right, that's right. Did yeah, you, yeah, have you got the
1: picture? Yeah, it's at you home it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that gig. It was like a sort of a, Church. It was a christmas, it was, a, it was a deconsecrated church it was some sort of christmas it was it was for our, um the publicity company that we were using called pin drop and it was their christmas party i think
0: uh yeah, and
1: it, yeah. It was a bunch of their artists all playing yeah so how did the james martin stuff come about the james martin stuff came about james martin being the uh television chef if people for people who don't know and there's quite a few yeah. musicians who probably don't know yeah <laughs> listen to this but um well i'm a guitar teacher so uh i've been doing that about six years now and that's my main source of income and I've been doing it not very long, a couple of months, and I got a call from a from a lady, and it said, "Can you teach my boss one song on guitar?" And I was like, "This is weird. One one song?" I said, "Your, your boss just one song? Yeah, he just wants to learn one song. Is that something you do?" And I was like, "Well, I can do. Hmm. You know, what's what's the song?" I said, "Oh, I, I don't know." I was like, okay. Uh some merillion. Yeah, I, I had no idea what this was. I, so I sort of so she said, I said, Yeah, that's 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 fine. So how much is it gonna be? I said, What's well, this is my usual weight? And so she gave me the, the address. And I just thought as I was driving, I thought maybe it's some sort of like corporate CEO who just wants to impress his secretary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought it's gonna be something like that, because it's like it was like a country pile, you know what I mean? So I show up there and um and just just bizarre they put a low man song what? you know what are you can do with that is he can record it just <laughs> so weird the gate opens and um big gravel drive big house lots and lots of cars in the driveway and uh, this big handsome bloke comes up towards me and I sort of recognize him because I don't Oh, I do know? I didn't have a TV at the time. I didn't know who he was. I yeah. recognised. I thought, oh, he's a, I think he's a celebrity, he's a famous sort of person. She goes, he sort of takes me into. He's got like a man cave, which you know well now. Yeah. Sits me down, and he goes, right. Um, uh, he says, my name's James. I said, okay, hello, hello, uh, hello. I'm still none the wiser. Sit down, and he says, right, I'm doing a tour. I'm going, okay, right, <laughs> you know, and I want to come out at the end, you know, with a guitar and and do a song. Mm-hmm is that is that possible and i'm just like you know what is this what what yeah. do you mean do a tour who are you come out yeah. so, so so i could tell i could then i sort of saw all these cookbooks on his table which said james martin cooking got you know, loads of them i thought okay okay tv show, i recognize this okay i know this bloke yeah i sort of so i sort of vague then i knew who he was yeah but he didn't say, he didn't explain, I'm doing a cookery. He so just, I'm doing a tour. I was just, it was so, I had such little information Yeah, because you
0: hear the word tour and you think,
1: I've, I've got music. a totally different perspective. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, so how can you, how can a chef do it? I didn't, I have just been sitting there. He was, he was, you know, I was in a strange situation sitting on his <laughs> sofa, just thinking, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> so he said, how, how are you? Uh, yeah, I want to come out at the end. Uh, I want to show, come out of the dry ice with a guitar on my neck, play a song. How, how easy is that? How easy is that going to be? I said, well, have you ever played guitar before? He said, no okay uh, when when is this and you know it was in, in about three months time okay <laughs> wow so, so, what, uh, so what what song is it you want to do he says okay I'll play it so he presses play on his on his iPad and um, it was a, I can't remember what the song was but it was a Coldplay song but it was one of those Coldplay songs that didn't have any guitar in it so it was just it was oh, just okay, piano yeah. And I was, we sort of sat there for about two minutes and the, at no point did a guitar come in. And I thought, so I said, look, can I just stop you, James? The, this song, we could, we could transpose it. We could do this on guitar, but it would just sound different. I mean, if you want it to, if you want to do this song, you really need to mm. go and get, find a piano teacher yeah. and do it on piano because that'll, that'll work. Then it'll sound like this. And he goes, oh yeah, the guitar's much cooler, isn't it? Yeah. I said, well, Yeah, we have not that the That is point. very fact true, it's, by the way. To yeah, everyone. That is yeah, of course, very of course. True. Yeah, for the record, I agree that we all, <laughs> we, all we all officially agree with that. Uh, I said, well, we could do it, but it's just it's just not going to sound the same. Have you got are there any other songs that you that you might want to you might want to do? He said, Oh, okay, how about this one? So he play, he plays um Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, this, at least this is a guitar song. We could, we could, I could teach this. It's like quite straightforward. And the only problem is it's got that very trademark lead guitar part lick. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, you do that. And I said, What do you mean? What do you mean I do that? He said, Well, you play that bit. And I do that. And I said, What do you mean like? on stage with you, <laughs> playing, yeah. And it was, honestly, that was it. I've been there five minutes, like, like I'm sitting here now. And he said, "Oh, you weren't expecting this, were you? And I was like, no, I wasn't, no. no. So, so it was just so bizarre. And that was the beginning of a... Um, <laughs> long and beautiful journey that i've been on with james yeah. now for i've now done three tours with him i'm doing a fourth one in october there's now the james Martin band and we're now called we've now got a name i don't know if we, that name has actually been released yet i think he's going to do a launch yeah you have like a name, that. name and a drum head and all this sort of stuff yeah um and we play festivals and we have played a lot and you're and now dan is also in the james I'm now band. in it yeah great yeah you know, exactly everyone i know My it is in the, all the provincials are now in the james Whiten yeah band. All the provincials are in it. <laughs> it is a great it is a great gig to have and it's it's a very
0: strange gig because it is strange. I remember sitting backstage <laughs> at Carfest or something once and um, Marcus, the bass player, asked me to just have a quick look at his bass just to set it up. So I was like, yeah, cool. And I just sat backstage just twiddling it and then just steps are walking out in front of me, taking mm. selfies and stuff and doing things. Mm, yeah. And I was like, this is a bizarre job. Yeah, this is a very strange <laughs> world. Very strange world. Yeah. So when you go out on tour, it's just you and him. Isn't it? So you and him come out at the end, yeah, and play absolutely. two guitars.
1: The, the touring with him is a different thing to, the, to what we do with the band. The tour is just—it is a cookery show. So, so mm. I didn't, you know, when I first got involved in this, I had no idea how this would work. I like, well, why would people go and watch a cookery show? But actually, when well, I saw they put it together on a sound stage outside Heathrow and with—and it's got big screens and and yeah, it's two, a proper two, massive production, isn't it? Yeah, it's an incredible show. Yeah, it's a big production and two big standalone works, baked ovens and tables and hobs yeah. and yeah. stuff. It's it's it, you know, and I and it was funny and it, and, it, and he improvises a lot and it's ad lib and there's lots of NVT vt and it's just it just works as a show yeah so what he wanted was at the end of that to come out and obviously you know sort of live out his rock star in a yeah. rock star fantasy and it was it was it was i soon learned it was my job to enable that yeah. to happen so so yeah the first tour was uh, at the end we just come out and do one song and, and what's,
0: what's that like when you're on the tour? Because you're, you're travelling around the country and you're on stage for three, four minutes.
1: It's really, yeah. I mean, it's more now. The first two tours, it was just one. I would just do one song. So I would, mm. I'd, yeah, go around all the countries like 25 shows we'd do. And just come out at the end for one song and then, <laughs> and then go home or go back to the hotel. But now it's, it's more. Now at least, because I feel like... More, I could sort of justify my presence in this yeah. whole circus a bit more now because we do two songs. But it's it's strange. And what's interesting about it is, from a, from a kind of performer from performing perspective, is that... I mean, as you've seen, right? Because we've played, you've played mm. the Palladium and stuff with him, the band. That that women of a certain age, they he's very, very popular with yeah. the ladies. He
0: is, a, he is a rock star.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they absolutely. I had it's terror. You mm. see, it, it's like, oh my god, he's yeah. got, he has this effect on, on women yeah. between the ages of like thirty five and seventy five.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and honestly, it's like Beatlemane or something. It's they're hysterical, genuinely yeah. hysterical. Many times I've been like mobbed at at stage doors, looking, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? Like, yeah fighting clawing you know what I mean these sort of Pinot Grigio driven women <laughs> and and so he gets at the end of these shows when he comes out and, and yeah so essentially the, the tracks are all on backing so it's a tape mm-hmm. we play to a tape so it's live guitars live vocals yeah. to, a, to a backing track I'm one side of the stage he's on the other and I'm sort of you know, I'm sort of the wingman i suppose yeah uh, and and it's strange because at the end and it's the end of the show and they've had a good night and they're a bit you know they've bought plenty of merch and they love him and stuff and and they go wild and it's this huge standing ovation yeah you know, this massive you know the whole birmingham symphony hall and we've we play yeah. it we play all these amazing places and they're all you know it's a rapturous thing and it's just it, i feel nothing nothing just really? nothing just to kind of this is weird isn't it yeah i don't feel and it doesn't penetrate because my ego is not in the game do you yeah. know what I, mean? I don't it's literally you can enjoy it it's not like i'm not kind of like oh god this is so cool man oh god it's just you think oh this is fun that went well they like yeah. it you know that was good i hope you know I, i'm always thinking is james all right is he in tune yeah is he you know because because he's, he's essentially and i don't i don't mean this in a kind of negative way but he's a non-musician do you know mm. what i mean he's not someone who's for years and years there's bedroom playing playing you know it's we get james to a situation often with a couple of weeks notice right we're going to do this mm-hmm. and all around the country and he's got to learn the song and, and that's what sing it and jesus and that's man. what's sort of admirable about him because he's he'll just go and do it
0: he it's doesn't bizarre, it's, it's like him what? saying can we go on stage and talk about food i know be like, and then
1: and then cook cook live yeah. in front of people and, and it, it has to be good i mean that's, yeah. that's the thing for the first tour He was singing as well, so so I mean now he he plays almost not entirely, but mostly in open tunings because it's easier for him to kind of to Mm -hmm. you know just just get through the set. You know we play full sets now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So but the first tour he was in standard tuning and he was singing as well. So we did live forever by Oasis first tour and he was having to you know with three months notice. I mean, playing guitar is hard enough in the first place, but playing and singing simultaneously yeah. in front of thousands, in front of, people of, thousands of people as <laughs> a <phenomenal laughs> its insanity. Who <laughs> yeah. would put yourself through that? And, and, and fair play to him—he did, and he, and he works so hard. I mean, this is the thing about James: is that he just works so hard, harder than anyone I've ever seen. This yeah. is why he's so successful, you know, because no kids, none of that. He's just. Solid, yeah. solid work, 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 yeah. work, work, work all the time. and when we when we rehearse him in the evenings, you know, we go around his house, he's usually just finished filming yeah. the whole day. He's yeah. been filming eight hours solidly, you know, presenting, cooking, talking yeah. you know, the whole day, like insane amounts of work. And then he'll He's off flying off next morning. He's flying day off to next morning somewhere yeah. and, and in the meantime he just has a, a rehearsal with us trying to learn yeah. these songs and play in a band properly in the band, not yeah. just kind of be carried, you know, we don't turn him down. He's you know Yeah, he's he's in he's yeah part yeah, of the band. A lot of people yeah. do ask me, is that him playing guitar? Yep, right. yeah, it it's is. him playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's an incredible amount of ball. I mean, a delusional, really. To, yeah. to, 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 I mean, it's brilliant. it's just incredible the way he just yeah. throws himself at this. Yeah, I'm just going to do it and uh yeah it's great but it's the, the main thing about it is it's fun you know and, yeah and that's what's so why i enjoy it so much in that my, when your ego isn't in the game there's nothing to you know so long as it's everything's you know my anxiety with regard to that is like is his guitar working is it's not working is he gonna come in at the right yeah. time i'm my own what i'm doing it's just like well it's, it's so fine in that situation your guitar playing isn't
0: the problem at all because you know you can play the part no, it's it's, it's, fine, it's yeah, yeah. you're mding essentially that project yeah
1: exactly exactly and and making sure that Honestly, just because because he's when, when at the end of the of, of the James White show, he's just been he's just been talking, cooking ten dishes. Yeah. His hands are f- covered in crap. Yeah. He comes off, people go wave baby wipes on his hands and sort of you know yeah, he he, to take yeah. his apron off. And he has like a ten thousand pound Les Paul yeah. strapped around him, and he has to go out and like here we go. You yeah, I yeah. so sort of, for me. It's like is his guitar the way, you know is his guitar strapped the right way? Is it? Yeah, is it plugged in? Ever got the right settings on his, yeah. on his amp for all this sort of stuff, so and, and then you then kind of sort of relax and and you know, yeah,
0: once the song starts and you know, yeah, okay, like it's see James on. it's okay. like he, he's yeah. enjoying
1: because the fact, the thing is, he's got to enjoy it as well. I think, yeah. I think he really enjoys it. I think that's otherwise, it, I think it would have just been a one off, yeah. I think now, and now when we do the show, the, the tour, he's not having to do live vocals anymore. The second tour we did, um, Money for Nothing after he met Mark Knopfler at, at some. <laughs> On top of a skyscraper in somewhere in Dubai, I just yeah. bumped into Mark Lover, and we ended up doing money for nothing. And uh, and he he sang that on the second tour, he sang that, and I did the um, the full set, the sting oh, parts, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Which is which is uh, yeah, so so he sang that, but ever since then, he just he the the, the backing of the vocals are on tape as well, so we just yeah. do live guitars and backing vocals now, which is so much easier. And mm-hmm. he he really enjoys it, you know, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I get to go around the country and do a couple of songs. He enjoys it. We all enjoy it. It's yeah, super it, it fun hanging fun. out. It's with fun. Them. Yeah, yeah. Because for us as musicians, you know, we get paid to do it. We get ourselves in some interesting situations, yeah. like backstage with Steps and all these and Natalie, and <laughs> Natalie and all Pru- these yeah. and all these bizarre situations. You find yourself in. Otherwise, you would in no way would you ever. I know i know you've done like stuff at, at festivals and metal festivals or whatever. Backstage, yeah, yeah. But that's a different. That's kind a of, different. Yeah. Kind well, of when you are
0: working and playing, it's too different. Yeah exactly Exactly. but but but,
1: but you fight the the situations you find yourself in with the jones band. it's just like it's just it's just always amusing it's always funny it's never a stressful gig that gig it's never for me anyway for you i imagine uh, it can be quite stressful i don't think it is it's only again for me uh, again it's i'm i'm never worrying about my own what I, you know? The only time I think I'm not worrying about what I'm playing or is I'm playing because it's like well I know what I'm doing and that stuff. It's the covers we're doing; they're relatively straightforward. Yeah. It's not kind of like crazy, crazy advanced technique stuff. It's like you know, so I can kind of enjoy it. But it's it's is it working? And I enjoy that. You know, I I enjoy the whole kind of like mding the the band and and making sure that's all everything's. you know that's something. But that I enjoy yeah part of the whole whole which you do with provincials as well
0: so what's what's the difference between the james martin band and provincials in that respect
1: well provincials is it it's much more of a creative thing it's much more of a kind of because because the ego is in the game with provincials Mm -hmm. and it's songs that you know that that, i mean i write i think i write all the music and it's something that you want it to be as good as it possibly can so so the, the stress is completely different the stress is on how can we make this original music as good as we can? That's a good way of saying it. It's not more stressful or less stressful. It's just a different kind of totally stress. different, totally different thing. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because because when I'm on, you know on stage with James and it's like, well, if I can't hear myself particularly or or I don't particularly like my sound or whatever, it doesn't really. I'm right. not stressed about it. I'm like, well, it's okay, and I know it'll be okay. And, yeah. And it's and I know the the front house makes it be all right and. And everyone's cool, and I can just, I can just affect what I'm doing, and it's, and yes. it's kind of not a stress. But with provincials, it's funny. I was listening to to your podcast with James, the other day, James, yeah, James Williams, yeah, and he was talking about how an out of tune guitar string can bring anxiety and stress yeah. and whatever. And just, and, that, and that's with provincials. If, if if the sound is wrong, you can't <clears throat> hear yourself, or you know, bad bad sound. I just don't enjoy it at all because wow, it's, okay. it's just, I just, it's it's because it's you want it to be beyond just getting through it. You want to be able to really do your best and to do your best you need to be able to hear yourself and you need to kind of be able to perform and, you know yeah I, I remember like we played uh, a load of festivals last summer yeah and uh and we had a railway show like a our, uh, our local hometown gig at the end a, like a nice headline performance so it was like okay finally we we're able to get the sound nice and good after all these ter- a festival yeah. the sound festival is on from, and off you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah oh absolutely but, and you've got no control of it and you've just got to get through it and we're getting to the railway, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be oh, at last. We're going to get the perfect." And it was just, it was just, it, was like, <laughs> it was just this mess. It was so loud. It was just, like, oh god. After all this, even now, we've still got bad sound. So, so it's it's the, f- the fear of bad sound, I suppose. Do you worry about other musicians, like in the
0: James Might stuff? Do you worry about what we're doing?
1: Mm, worry about? No, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, yes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Worry about? So, not worry about it, but 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 I will say, if for example, Marcus or whatever is is, is it, I would say. Let's check. Can we do this instead and do that? And so, but that's that's part of it. That's part of being an MD of a project. is not say let's, you know. But luckily, everyone's kind of really, everyone's really good at their what they do, and we we're all good at kind of tweaking things and changing things around. I don't think there's any kind of huge eggshell egos to tap around. It's like let's just let's just get it how we how we how we can because everyone enjoys it, and everyone everyone's there to to enjoy themselves, yeah, so so yeah. there's no there's no kind of like oh god I've got to tell uh, he's not going to be able to bear it. There's no sort of like prima donnas, so so it's all so it's all fun. You know? Yeah,
0: cool. And that's the same in provincials, I guess as well. That's
1: oh yeah, I mean I'm so lucky with provincials in that you know Polly is my my other half and Steve's like one of my oldest friends. Yeah, so it's it's always just fun when we get together. It's always just fun. It's like being friends and, and yourself as well. We're, we're friends as well, so it's always just really lovely. I mean, it's it's always just not only the music that we do that we love that we enjoy and we're always moving forward but it's like it's always just really really fun I and mean, that's 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 what's so special that's why i feel so blessed and lucky in what i do i suppose
0: Alright, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early, ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans account, apparently. I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. What differences are there between writing an album, say,
1: and writing a book? What's the process? <laughs> well, God, me. Writing a book is is um, oh God. What's the difference between writing? A book? I mean, I don't never. I never practice the guitar. I teach guitar, and I have to learn songs for James Martin stuff and yeah. and and teach them. But I'm always just writing. So so when if I'm ever if I pick up a guitar, if I'm recording, for example, and I'm, I'm learning the part, yeah, I'm trying to get the part as good as possible. Uh, but I'm never, ever, if I, if I'm just on my own with a guitar, I never practice stuff. Cause I'm not, I, I don't particularly like lead guitar in the traditional style. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't like, it doesn't interest me at all. When I was a kid, I did all Jimmy Page and stuff. But that's how I'm um, self-taught. Learned how to, you know, I listened to Jimmy Page solos and I try and do that, try and do that. But I have no interest these days in lead guitar and inverted commas. So, yeah. so that doesn't interest me. But what does interest me is sound and, and, and creating and writing songs. So all the time, I'm always writing things and, yeah. and always writing in weird tunings and whatever and, and and i make little videos of myself like everyone like videos of myself and i say i'm in double drop d yeah cap on the third fret da, 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 and, da, 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 and i do it so otherwise i have no idea what's.
0: that's going a on. really good tip actually when i started recording riffs on my phone i'd play these riffs and then a year later i'd find it again and go oh how have i played that and yeah i've forgotten to say at the start exactly. of the video this is in c sharp or whatever yeah exactly because yeah, you have forever to like going how have i yeah, that. You never found it again. yeah no, exactly
1: exactly <laughs> so that's my my little little video demos and, and usually you, late at night and, and you uh, have
0: someone to bounce those ideas off i guess within polly and steve
1: yeah very much so but i don't usually bring i'll usually have a little sound sketch and i'll work on it and work on it and work on it and only when it's sort of formed enough you know when intro verse chorus does it when the basic body of the song is there i'll play it for polly and she'll you know like it or not whatever and we'll we'll develop it are they and, good
0: at hearing the song before it's completed
1: Oh yeah 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 I mean Polly and I would usually work on or work on the vocal melody. We don't usually bring stuff to Steve until it's sort of ready to be played in a band yeah, context okay. you know what I mean and in fact the album we're making at the moment there are songs, some songs that steve hasn't played at all yeah. i've noticed that in recording where you go let's stick some drums on this and so steve's like what's the i've part? no idea what this is i've never heard it before i don't know for fuck's sake but that's just because of the nature of the way we've been recording this it used to be we'd have a bunch of songs and we'd rehearse a bunch and then we'd go and record them but we've recorded this an evening here and evening there and that's what's quite nice about the records i do with you guys because a lot of people book
0: out you know, if they want to do an album, they'll book out two weeks and we'll just sit from start yeah, to end. Like, but what's, what's nice about the, the way provincials do it is it's occasionally like maybe one evening a week, and that gives you time,
1: yeah, it's to really go back good. and listen. It's really good. Although the danger you run is the, is the lack of coherence. Because the great thing about, about recording for a week is that you have that intense period where you're just completely consumed by yeah. the project, and, yeah, and it's and you're just playing all the time and your fingers hurt, and, but you're just completely in that zone, yeah and and what you capture is is that time yes. you know and that's that's that sometimes that old fashioned records you hear you can hear the room you can hear the thing and that's that's what they were doing but the great thing about this is that you can go away and listen to it and think about it and let it you know, let your subconscious do its work, and then and yeah. then come back and think, okay, right. I want to do this, and I want to do this, and it means your decision making is is better in the long run. And yes. It means that you come out and you think, well, actually, and you can spend time with it and not listen to it for a couple of days, and then put it and then listen to it and think, oh, this needs an acoustic guitar under here, or this needs a bit of this, needs a bit of that. Yeah and it can be frustrating because you start to think oh god you know you don't feel if the project always feels slightly out of reach yeah you know, just, oh god we've got this collection of sounds and you can get a bit frustrated a bit kind of like I play it and I'm like oh that needs oh that needs that and that needs that oh don't and you get a little bit Impatient, I suppose. Yeah. But then when it comes together, as it is now, it's, it starts to get really exciting. You start to think, oh, yeah, that one only needs a bit of that and then a bit of that. And it starts to, and it does coalesce, but in a different, different way.
0: Yeah. And it just hits you at once, doesn't it? You go, oh, actually, yeah. All we've got to do is vocals. Yeah. Exactly. And we're kind we of, a collection done, of songs. Yeah, we've yeah, done, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah fine. So what's the difference between that and then you want to sit down and write for a book?
1: Well, that, you see, that, writing an album, is pleasurable. <laughs> right, <laughs> Cause it, cause okay. Because it's, it's you're, you're, creating, you're writing, I love writing stuff, and I, and I do it all the time naturally, and I'm never not inspired. I love writing stuff, and even under pressure, I like writing stuff, and it's fun, and it's, you yeah, know, I just really enjoy it, and I'm good at it, I think I'm good at it, but writing a book is is just a it's just a different thing. It's It's such, it's... People always think that being a writer is glamorous. It's like you sit down and you just write and you end You've know, got your quill. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you drink your coffee and you sit in shop and you've got, you know, but it's just, it's like being a mechanic i mean i, I realized this f- quite soon after because i was very very lucky with my writing because i was i wrote i've started write, i wrote a novel first of all i mean i was i was the reason i started writing was because i was working in an office and just miserable you know this is this is again why creativity but like an impecunious creative life for me is, is it's always better than a yeah than a structured yes. much more stable office life of stability security and i was i was that cliche of just just i'm just miserable just mm. to sort of i just couldn't do it just, i was always looking to myself or i just couldn't do it just some people that
0: absolutely thing. love structure some yeah. people absolutely love it and they know that they got every weekend off they know they've got christmas off they know they got all their bank holidays off and they absolutely love that yeah, and, they, and it's
1: and, and it's in no way is it I, I wish in a way i was like that because yes because yeah. it, it means that you could you can just be a normal person i think okay I'll go into the office and be productive and do that and do that and you can compartmentalize your time and think i'll do this and do that and it's but for me it was just i just couldn't do it at all mm-hmm. it was it was soul death so i wasn't doing anything creative and i it was just miserable. And so I just thought one day, I was in particular down, I wasn't doing any music anymore. And I just thought, I wonder if I can, I wonder if I can, I wonder if I can write. So I just thought, oh, I'll have a go at writing. <laughs> I, was, I was working in, I was working in publishing, but I was in sales and publishing, international sales. I just, just to fly I developed a fear of flying as well, which didn't help. And, and I just thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just, evenings and weekends, I'll just try and write, see, yeah. if, see if, see if I like it. So I wrote a novel. It took me about six months or so. And it was really bad, and it was it was just it was really long and about nothing, and totally self indulgent. But I really enjoyed doing, it. and I sent letters off to I sent it off to um, uh, literary agents, thinking, right? Think, oh, I'll get an agent now, win the Booker Prize. Yeah. There you go, you know, you okay. go. Yeah. And I got I didn't just get letters back saying no, thank you. Just I got some letters back saying you know you should, this is really bad. You should stop. Wow. Oh, please, please, I don't, you know, there's so much of it. It was just. I've got some of them now. They're proper, you know, proper. You oh, know, wow. Day, yeah, you shouldn't be doing this. This is really bad. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Did that knock your confidence? Or that no, because I really enjoyed doing it. I just yeah. thought, oh, oh, at least they replies, you know. And I, and yeah. I wasn't doing it. I, I did it because I enjoyed it. I like, oh. And and I started writing a second novel thinking, you know, it wasn't really going anywhere, but I just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gave me a creative outlet. And then I had, I remember it so vividly, I was living in Hammersmith at the time, and I walked to the shops and I suddenly had this idea I could write a, oh, I know, I could write a kind of, a self-mocking memoir of my failure to make it as like a heavy metal musician because my when I was I was a, a metal as a kid oh, and uh, of course awesome. wanted to be a metal guitar player da, 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 you know moved to london when I was 18 failure 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 but you know and, and so I had this idea to write a kind of instead of these kind of hubristic you know most rock autobiographies are kind of like you know they're just like boasting you know, hagiographic you know? so yeah. I thought well actually what happens to most people is the opposite so I thought I could write a kind of a self-mocking memoir of 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 my attempts to make it as a musician. Oh, awesome. And and it just worked. And I immediately started doing it and I knew it was good and it was, the tone was there and it was, because I, I the novels were relatively serious. And I, you know, this was comic writing and it was just there immediately. And I just thought, oh God, this is really good. And had, no one had done it before. When was so this What, what this year was, was this? This, was, a, this was like two thousand two, okay. and a friend of mine who uh, the publisher I worked at, who was an editor, who was a friend of mine, uh, he just said, "Look, I'm going." I, I told him about this idea, and he said, "Oh, it sounds good, yeah." And, and I showed him a couple of pages, like about five pages, mm-hmm. just a, a chapter breakdown and a bit of the. Yeah. you get the tone and the flavour of the thing, right? And he said, "I'm going for lunch with an editor." No, no, sorry, an agent called Neil Taylor, who used to be a writer on the NME in that he discovered Jesus' Mary shame. He was kind of he was the oh, wow. kind of big eighties enemy writer. Yeah, but wow. He was he was in uh Literation in London. And so my editor friend Martin, he, he said, can I just can I take your heavy metal thing, just show him and I said, can you, can yeah. you take it? Of course <laughs> yeah. you can take it. Just no. take it here. <laughs> so I went to the office printer, printed it out, you know, he went <laughs> off and and, and he would called me back in a couple of days. So I, I love this. I think this is great. I think I'll I, yeah, I'd love to represent you. I was like it was it was unbelievable and then then, so i wrote a bit more and we became friends and he encouraged me and said do this do that and so i wrote a bit more and then we sent it off to a a load of different publishers blind like an auction to try and start an auction you know yeah and about five or six and so i guess for people that don't that don't know what does that mean it means that you send essentially you send i suppose 100 pages with a document that's that says what the what it is yeah. Plus like a summary of the thing with with like sample chapters, like a a pitch, I suppose. And yeah. It expanded pitch for yeah. a book. So people can see, oh it's this and it, yes. this is the writing and I can see that it'll be it'll fit into this market, it'll appeal to this, blah, blah, blah. and it went off, you know, to try and stimulate an auction and it was and crazy. people then bid Yeah, yeah and people th- offered this much money, go, we'll and give much you this money. exactly. It, yeah. And in the end it went to um Fourth Estate, which is the sort of um I suppose the trendy part of harper collins for like a six-figure sum, and it wow. was it was it was unbelievable it was the most still the most insane moment of my entire life it was it was like changed my life completely and it was and so i had enough money to give up my job and do it full-time and i wow i should do it as it was well, a full-time writer about 10 years in the end altogether yeah it was immediately happier even even though it, it uh, the second book <laughs> triggered my first bout of serious depression oh, proper really? mental illness yeah yeah because yeah. that's the problem in, again touching on i suppose the, the the theme of your these podcasts is like the mental health is that when you're a creative life means you you're untethered to the usual we talk about being an office and the security mm-hmm. and safety that gives you and p-a-y-e and kind yeah. of like, okay let's well, well, down the clock i'm here until five i'll go home when when you're a creative you know you don't have that at all. It's mm-hmm. just you have nothing. It's all because completely. <laughs> I remember so vividly, even though I had the financial security of having this big advance of when I left my job, just having without that safety of P A Y E and yeah. just, just this, oh my God, how like howling into the abyss. Like, oh my God, I didn't have any, you know, I was in what I was like 30 or something. I've been working for a long time. And just that fear of, oh God, I'm just I've got I just it's just me now. I just you know, and, and but but actually you either take to it or you don't. And I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process of writing. I, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm an introvert. I like being by myself. I'm happy just mm-hmm. just working on my own. So yeah. back to your original question, writing, you soon realise that that a lot of people think you just write and that's it. And yeah. that's like, this is it. But, but actually, because after my big advance, the editor, I, the editor who bought the book for HarperCollins, it was his first book that he'd bought and it was a lot of money and he was, felt a lot of pressure himself. Yeah. And we used to have these meetings, and, and, and it was like I finished the manuscript, sent it back, and thinking, well, hey, and, it, it, and they were just, they came back and said, look, this is just, yeah, and, and it was, they took it apart, man. They were, oh, absolutely, really? You know, and my agent was like, this, this is, like, I think, quite serious. They didn't want to, Cancel the contract, but it was like they just want a lot of work done to it, and I was like, my ego's like, but they've just given me, yeah. they just given me a load of money for this. I, I, don't you realize my ego has expanded into this space? You can't now say you have to go and do a load of work on it. I've just vomited this out and been given a load of money. Do you know what I mean? So, so but it actually, it was the best thing. Although, my it was like it was really hard. It was like, oh, what you know, I, was, I felt like humiliated. Yeah, but I but they delayed the book a year, and I just had to go back and, and learn what writing was because I lucked into you know I, I lucked, right place right time with with the book and the money I had. And- so. This this is the second book you're no about, this, is this is the first book, the first book oh, okay. because wow. they bought it and i'd only written a, a fifth of it okay so i got, I got right. the con i got the book deal and then wrote and then, then wrote it off but uh, wrote the rest of it and then and then sent it off and they said you need to be better than this mate because i was <laughs> new to it man like you know the, the thing i'd had no so but it was brilliant because actually in the end it taught me what how to write which is you know yeah. how to rewrite stuff because a lot of people they don't realize it's like uh, you just you need to learn to just write and rewrite and, and rewrite it again. That's the sign of a
0: true creative. If you can rewrite your own stuff, yeah, and stuff do it again, and, and, and go it, back yeah. and
1: do it again, and and and, and, and that's when you, that's what I mean by being a mechanic. Because people think it's romantic. You just write, sit and you, you write, and you, and you sit and you write it all out, and then that's it. But you don't. You write it, and then you come back and you go, I don't like that. It's not working. I'll do that again. Do that again. Yeah, that's a bit better. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that again. And oh, I think I'll just do that again. And just redo it and redo it and yeah. redo it and go back over and over and over again. And it becomes just obsessional it just becomes it just eats time like nothing i know when you're yeah. here right and you're working on stuff and you're editing whatever it's time just vanishes yeah. but three hours it's like it just it's just terrifying it's just it just eats time you go away and you think and you can come back the next day and go oh, that's all crap I don't yeah, like I'd it. spent either. 10 hours on it yesterday now yeah start exactly again. so so you've just got to you've just got to be able to embrace that and you've got to be able to just um to go that's not good enough you know i mean mm-hmm. i remember these, we had these awful meetings as a, as a comic writer you know it comedy is subjective mm. and we used to have these things when we were going over the manuscript this is the beginning when we we're trying to put it back together in a more cohesive way yeah. he used to say well he'd read out a line and i don't, just don't think that's funny and i said well i i think it's really funny oh he said, no, yeah i just don't think that's funny okay well i think it is funny yeah. we just said, like well, you and i are now okay um and then okay this bit right this <laughs> line here, i just don't think that's funny well i think it's really funny well and honestly for an hour we just sit there in this kind of this awful pregnant silence you know the weight of this money on us and this pressure of him having bought this book and being my first book and it was like oh god so yeah i really i paid my dues with all that the whole process and stuff but in the end it was it was the best thing that could have happened to me
0: did you bring that knowledge over to the second book then
1: Yes. Well, I mean, you always. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the problem. You are always.
0: <laughs> you're always chasing what your first success gave you. Aren't yeah, you? Very always much. But the,
1: p- the problem I had with that was that I only had a one book deal. So often when you get a, a publishing contract, it's like, a, you, especially for fiction, uh, you get like a two or three book deal. Mm-hmm. So they buy your next book for, for whatever reason. <laughs> that's, that's funny. They only it was only one book deal. So they buy so your I,
0: next book before they've even. Yeah, they do. That's a what usually order. happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well.
1: They buy into you as a, as, yeah. a, as a project, as a concept, as a brand. Yeah. Thinking, yeah, we, we like this, and we, we want to develop them, and we see this as a... But for whatever reason, this was a they saw this, one this book It deal, was a one-book yeah. deal, which isn't uncommon. So it just meant that... Because well, I, I, I finished it, fin- finally did all the work. It was put back a year, and, and it was all good and exciting, and they put sent proofs out, and all the pre-stuff was all really exciting. And it was serialised in The Guardian. It was all very exciting. But in the meantime, I was trying to write the next book, and we just couldn't... Uh, it was just—it was just so hard because I decided to write. It, it was a book about classical music. I decided at the time it was a good idea. I decided to write a book about classical music by somebody who doesn't like classical music. the, oh, whole, I, the cool, whole idea yeah. was to go was to was to because to, I was I'm in my mid thirties and I thought, well, I know nothing about classical music at all. I, I I know what I'll do. I will stop listening to rock music altogether. I will go back to the beginning of classical time, which is like Hildegard or and plain chant, Gregorian chants, Okay, cool. I will only listen. To classical music as it develops through time, do you know what I mean? Okay. So the first harmony comes in, and then, and, you know, oh yes, music, and then Renaissance music comes in, and yeah. then Baroque music comes in. So all the developments for me, I was like, oh wow, look, look at this, you know. Da, da, da. And I went, traveled all over Europe as well. So, so it was a kind of journey, discovery. So I sort Great. of, went to, I went all around. I went to Vienna, I went to Moscow and Paris, and totally immersing myself in classical music, trying to kind of totally get it to feel as passionate as I as I did about classical music as i did about rock music and that was the idea it was a great i thought it was a great idea for a book but of course who's going to who's going to buy that the classic music fans aren't going to because they're just like <laughs> yeah. well, i'm not buying that and uh, and rock fans are like, I don't really care so this is my long-winded way of saying it didn't sell very many copies uh. but but th- th- that was my that was my first experience my worst experience with depression with writing now i was halfway through it didn't have a book deal for it i'd given up my my publishing job to mm-hmm. be a full-time writer and i was convinced it was it was good and i'd done all this work and been all around and i was like saw myself as a writer and it would have been so and and we couldn't sell it my agent was was into the project but for whatever reason we just couldn't wanted to buy it and i just remember thinking oh man you know i, I can't even remember where the first book where the hell bent would come up then or not i don't think it had Had it? I don't know I can't remember but it was just miserable and it was just like six months of I was just just what
0: what did a day look like then if you were if you'd wake up and go right I need to write today well I've
1: always been I mean when I gave up my job it was very it was imperative that I you don't just get up don't you when you get up in the morning you have to have structure to your day you know Mm. I mean to do it full-time it wasn't like oh I'll just be a student I just won't get up I'll smoke loads of weed I won't do anything ah fuck off I've got the money (laughs) yeah it, it was very much get up go for a walk drink coffee and then work i, I would always i mean the usual thing with a writer is, is you try and do like a thousand words a day so that's what i used to do that kind of dreaded workout. <laughs> yeah uh on a good day you do more but but that was always the, the minimum so i'd always try and do a thousand words a day
0: even if those words are not going to make it into the book as long as you write something yeah but, I mean, yeah yeah. Helps.
1: oh no but you want it wasn't just sort of i mean you always did it would go into the book i mean you always you're always live in the book do you know what i mean you're always yeah, book, yeah. but sometimes you just go back and you you, you re- rework it or whatever yeah okay but, but it's funny because it, with with writing i always found that when i thought it was going well when i'm thinking oh this is this is good today this is good this is good i'm, I'm on that oh, this is good it's all flowing yeah. it's I'm, I'm on it i'm on it this is all good dear. that was often the worst the worst material because, really? because you're not pushing yourself because it's like it's just coming out yeah but, and the days when you when you're thinking oh i can't do this it's like you know blood out of a stone i just, I just i'm really struggling and just, often that stuff was the good stuff because it had to be yeah, to, to fight be deep. pushed out you yeah. know and actually you think oh that's, that's got some merit whereas the stuff that i thought i'm on fire today often was was the stuff oh, i'll just delete all that so it's very wow. odd it's a very odd thing i i like you know it's a very odd life and and in the end the, um penguin of all of all people bought the second book <laughs> Did and, they? Uh, so it was like it all was the happy ending and wow yeah man it was and it was great it was fantastic of all the people and it was and in the end it was a wonderful experience and, and changed my life probably more than any other Thing I've done because wow. I've, just because I'm um, classical music I'm now listening to classical music <laughs> no one and do you know like that. it now I love I, I listen to classical music 90 percent of the time yeah oh wow yeah. Yeah, that's it's great my, it's my big like, big passion in life I suppose patreon.com forward slash
0: Dan Parkinson music when the depression kind of went was it the day you got penguin involved
1: uh, or was it kind of more yeah. gradual? Up to so that? I suppose so. Ult- ultimately, yes. It, 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 it sounds it sounds incredibly banal and incredibly shallow. To, yeah, it's like someone came and bought the book, and I was better. But but yes, yeah. I mean, that certainly. Because that may be validated. Yeah, but, the also, book. But, but then it doesn't ever go away again because cause when you open yourself, when you go to that place, you, when you discover what depression is, the, the experience of depression, proper depression, not just feeling sorry for yourself, mm. which I was as well, but, mm. but I, this was, you know, I knew it was serious. Oh, okay. It's so debilitating and um, it never completely goes away. So I'm still prone to occasional bouts of, I've, I would say mild depression, and nothing serious again. But sometimes it's there. Does does Polly know that? Does Polly know when when you're having a bad day? I have to say. (laughs) Oh, you have to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have to say that I'm just you know because it's crap. Because it's just it's it's um you can't do anything. You know, you just Mm. can't do anything. You just can't do anything at all. And you don't. You have no. I mean, yeah, we've all read about depression, and we've all. I think you know a lot of creatives have have you have you experienced depression? Yeah,
0: yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, it's it's normally of things like lack of money and moving from over there into here and that kind yeah. of thing and. Basically, your whole career goes down. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so what is my purpose in life? If I'm that's it, isn't that,
1: it? That's it. It's completely, what is my purpose in life? And, and there is no purpose in your life. That's the thing. It, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, <laughs> you that's, can that's, try that's, to make your own That's purpose, the problem. You? It is, is that you, it's, it, 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 it's the utter, utter, worth, the black worthlessness that, that, that you find yourself in. And it's impossible to, you can't get yourself out of it. That's the thing. You just can't get yourself out. Yeah. You know, because you don't have the wherewithal to get yourself out of it. Yeah. You don't have the strength. You don't have the, the, the energy. And it's just this awful, awful negative. To feedback loop thing that you find yourself in and it's and it can be c- catastrophic in a lot of cases but i consider myself relatively lucky that you know it, it was it was only a, a you know that prolonged bad period was was only what six months or so and it's yeah. never been anything like that since but again i nice. get money that's the that's the other thing yeah as you say it's, it's money that's the thing about a creative life is like a creative life unless you're very very lucky is really means a poor life doesn't yeah it? You know, we're all we're all we're all, we're all poor, poor yeah and the problem is we accept that yeah right yeah we accept that okay well i want to i want to do what i want to do and i'm i'm uh, happy <laughs> for, for that really just to, yeah. to not really pay very much but i suppose at some point we're all thinking well this could be the one i mean it, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah i know that you you're very very active on social media yeah. enviously active on social media and it's you know that magic bullet that social media can give you that can take you to that place and kind mm-hmm. of get you that thing you know and it's you know and you're so good at working that and working really hard at it but i i suppose i'm kind of thinking as you get older to my sort of age you sort of think well i think you know it used to be with the first and the second it was always like oh god this needs to be out there, this needs to be this should be massive this should be on the front emoji yeah. this should be but now I'm like you get older it's like well do you know i i enjoy it I, I really love it and i'm actually i'm not gonna kill myself if this doesn't you know i just yeah. i love doing it and i love i love being with my friends and, I, and i'm super proud of it but that doesn't mean becoming you know i don't care but it just it just means that you you grow up a bit and you think actually i'm i'm just happy in my skin i'm happy in my life i like doing what i do if this suddenly goes to number one or whatever goes then that'd be amazing but i'm not going to stop i'm not going to let that get in the way of what i of, of what i do yeah. do you know what i mean so i've i've made my peace with not having much money and it's okay you know because because yeah. actually you know i love music i love books i love you know i love what i do and so it's kind of it's its own reward really you know yeah. and i know that i would much rather be doing what i do in my life and the various great things that i do than working in office and having that security yeah. or a nice car or a nice anything oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a nice
0: anything yeah nice anything okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing we can look back and go oh yeah we did that album and we did that and we worked on that song with that person and we've done this 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 like and that's sort of that is part of the payment
1: it's what makes you happy you know it's like have you are are you enjoying yourself and i never i never wake up in the morning and think oh god i wish i i wish i worked for prudential oh i wish i worked in a deal. oh i wish i was i wish you know sometimes i'm envious of the things they have or the trappings they have or whatever but not really because it's like well yeah I mean, yeah, that, would, that means they, they would have to live the, I would have to do with the things that they did and being in office and doing all that. And, and it's just, it's not for all people. You know? No, not at all. Some right. people
0: love, yeah. Like love the stress of it. They love the structure of it, but I love the fact that I can kind of wake up Come in here and go, mm, what should I do today? Oh, yeah. I mean, you do that, those little jobs, those three little jobs, and do them out and go, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, oh, cool. I made 50 quid today. Great. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> and then you could go home at half three and go, cool.
0: Yeah, that's a nice little productive
1: day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's working with music, isn't it? And, and that's the thing that, that I always find inspirational, you know, is always, even, I mean, it could, my, my you know, boring inverted commas job as a guitar teacher, you know, it's it can be can be can be brilliant you know, just, yeah just because I, I the way I do it is is um rather than kind of a lot of people quite sort of um dogmatic about you know this is my course I mean you have to do it this way but I'm very much if I teach someone I say Look, what you what songs do you like you know what are your five favorite songs yeah and send them to me and I, I just love breaking them down and, and and working out a song and that's cool that's
0: that's much nicer than saying this is a minor seven and the reason they've reason they've gone to a C is because of x y and z blah blah yeah. because the melody like that's kind of boring you're kind of well, you teaching kids
1: more to be creative? Not kids. I mean, kids. Kids usually say Ed Sheeran or whatever. But 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 mostly adults. They songs songs that they want to do. That, that so so it's more self motivating than well, here's the songs that I'm forcing you to yeah. do. But but to me, it's 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 just about. I remember some bloke old bloke he, he he wanted to learn some status quo songs i was like oh, okay it take me five minutes didn't i didn't even thought well, to. but then as soon as i started to actually go inside i thought well, well i'll choose some you know, whatever you want paper play yeah. well, a whole bunch of songs and actually god this one's in drop d this one this intro is really good this is really cool <laughs> And i came away for it just thinking oh, Jesus, these are really really good and it gives you so much more appreciation yeah. for, for, for songs that we all know and love and or don't love <laughs> yeah actually when you break them down they're actually really interesting and it makes me and in, you're learning who, yeah and i'm yeah. learning that's that's it for me it's like oh god that's that and that's oh they've gone there and they've gone that and for me it's just fascinating that i got into music when i you know when I, when I first started teaching my music theory was terrible yeah. and i realized now i'm ashamed you know but now it's like i love it i i'm 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 it excites me you know what i mean oh and, great and so so when i'm teaching status quo to like some old pensioner in china sport i'm like i'm actually excited because i'm that's like this, great. i like this bit and, this, and then it goes here and then it's that and then this bit here and then that guitar does that and that guitar does that and i'm like a little puppy dog about it and uh so so at times like that it is better than kids you know because that's the problem in modern pop songs is right? like, because all the kids they want to do harry harry Stars and, Postals, and, <laughs> right, yeah, and the problem is modern pop productions that they it's the it's the production that does all the work you know the, yeah the, all, all these modern pop songs they have f- four chords yeah and they just go round and round and round yeah. the chorus is the same the bridge is the same and it, and, and even eight-year-olds get bored they go is that it it's, yeah, it just goes yeah. round and round and there's a synth go ooh, ooh, ooh. there's a hip-hop bit here but it just goes round and round and the song structure the songwriting is is boring because it's just the modern pop is is, is earworms yeah. I just want the earworm. Yeah, you know?
0: it's just everything's a hook, isn't it? The first verse, yeah, yeah, first yeah, line, exactly. hook, bridge, is but a it's hook. It's the same, course, course, going round
1: so. yeah. and round and round and round. And that's why people, that's why even little kids are so much more interested in doing, you know, Bowie oh, yeah. or Queen. Or... Do you ever get anxious with the teaching stuff? Um, no, I, the only time I get anxious is when, when I, I only I've had that a couple of times when the kids, usually late teenagers, uh, are really good and yeah and i'm not and they're ooh, they're, fl- they're flying into the open sky without me And i just feel like i prepare for an hour for the lesson and they after 10 minutes like yeah i got that i'm like oh God, yeah i don't know shit. what yeah. to do now so no but that's but i'm generally the better prepared you are i don't think now i no, not at all not these days no because no. no. i've of, been doing it long enough now that yeah I'm how long have you been up, teaching full time six or seven years wow yeah, so so it's so no not really but that's the only thing that but even then I, I would know what to do but i haven't i haven't currently got but I, but I love it though when you've got some you know one kid one kid i taught called ben moss he he supported us when we played the railway oh yeah him. of course yeah Ben's absolutely fantastic we used to just go around and go in weird tunings and just jam out stuff and play and stuff and it was more in the end it was more a kind of opportunity for him to just kind of try stuff out he I mean, says it, yeah. it was just it was about it communicating to music, musicians you yeah know what I mean? as long as someone someone's parents are prepared to pay for that yeah then it's then it's a time that's, it's, that's, it's a fertile creative time which which is what yeah, you want because it's very important that's yeah, still yeah. very important. Absolutely, absolutely. So I saw myself. So it's that the only time I'd I would feel bad. Think, oh god, yeah. Sometimes he'd teach me stuff. I'm like, oh, what are you doing there, Ben? Well, mm. oh, it's a triad, Yeah, but but it's as long as it's beneficial for for for, yeah. for, for someone. Then because
0: then realistically, you can learn all the all your triads and all your modes on YouTube in a 10-minute yeah, video. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, don't, I still don't know why they don't, you know. I'm yeah, often, I'm yeah. often you, know, you could just learn this online. Obviously. You could
0: learn this online, but some people like, you know, the one-on-one interaction and, and oh, what, yeah, what you're teaching, you're teaching creativity as opposed
1: to... Yeah, and it's, and it's just about getting on with people. Uh, mm. That's the yeah. thing. Being a, what I do, it's just about being like it's just about getting with people being being empathetic being you know just yeah having a nice time that they love to see you yeah. and you know encouraging and i I totally get it you know
0: which goes back to the james martin thing you wouldn't be doing the james martin thing if you ended up being a dickhead <laughs> <Do you laughs> no know <what> I mean? <laughs> no
1: exactly absolutely absolutely indeed and that's that's one of the great things about it is that james and i get on really well we're like good good mm, mates yeah now. we've been all around the yeah. country several times and been in all sorts of fixes yeah. so so, and he's always treated me well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, uh, so, no, it's been good. Cool.
0: Well, before you go, I've got some quick fire Quick fire round. Yet. The quick fire round. So, this is my dad's concept. He came up with this. right? Okay. So, I've got five questions. Don't think about them too much. Okay. All right. What band could phone you up now and say, the gig is tonight, you've got to play all the songs.
1: Go. Oh, that's not fair. Uh uh do I, does it have to be me now or like when i was younger oh yeah it, could be it would you... have been back in the day when i was like in my i probably could have done aerosmith or maybe oh really that's cool yeah back in the day gnr maybe but like you know is he not slash right uh, uh, you're not a fan of slash no i am but 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 i've never been that great at kind of like oh know, the lead, uh, stuff. lead yeah, goes stuff, the G- stuff, stuff yeah I'm, i could i could do it but you know i didn't really, really enjoy it um aeros was good day Maybe AC DC, Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I had another yeah. guy
0: say A C D C. Yeah. He's a no, drummer, so maybe you guys can get together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What artist did you instantly connect with on the first hearing?
1: A C D C again. Is AC/DC? Was AC/DC? that was my first ever exposure? That ruined my life. That did my first ever oh, really? exposure to ACDC. Yeah, that was it. That was that I've been doing it ever since. It's because of that. What album? I was sent away to boarding school. I was eight or nine years old, and it was in a basement somewhere, and someone put on it was Let's Get It Up. It was the first single from Let There Be Rock, 1982. Cool. 1982. Uh, 1981. And um, yeah, that was it forever. That's awesome. Good yeah. answer. <laughs> One song you wish you'd written? One song I wish I'd written. Oh my God.
0: And you can have a funny, oh, happy birthday because it makes the most money or whatever.
1: <laughs> or you uh, can well, have My favourite song. song of all time is Another Girl, Another Planet by The Only Ones. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, probably that just because I just love it. It breaks my heart every time I hear it really yeah, nice yeah, yeah do you reckon it would have the same effect though if you'd written it probably not would it? no no i have i'm deluded enough to think that i'm always in search of the perfect pop song i'm always yeah. like it's something i'd love because we've got a song i'm digressing now <laughs> that's fine that's fine that's fine but, but we've got a song on our uh on our new record called half million views which i'm convinced it's gonna be our big salvation yeah. pop hit yeah. bonanza Anyway. It's going to be all over TikTok, that one. Yes, yes. (laughs) I've got an idea for the video, actually. I've got an idea for the video. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. We should talk about that after this. One song you're proud to be a part of. I'm proud of all uh, the songs that we do as Provincials, all of them. Um, Maybe I should change this question to one project you're proud to be a part of, or one... And by project, I mean album, or... Oh, the, oh,
1: well, I mean, uh, everyone's always going to say the latest thing they do, aren't they? Everyone's going to say the but, latest thing, are uh, not they? But, yeah. but for me, it's well, Provincials that we all do together and, and the record we're making at the moment. Nice. What have you got coming up? What's next? For uh, we're finishing the Provincials album. Uh, we've got uh, a bunch of James Martin shows in the summer, I think. We're playing Strange yeah. Place at the yeah. Game Fair. And, <laughs> awesome. And uh, Yorkshire Food Festival. And I've got another James Martin tour in, in October. Provincials, we've got some gigs coming up. And I'm writing a book. I'm writing my. I'm um, back in the game, um, and I'm writing uh, the sequel to my first book, Hellbent for Leather*. I'm writing the sequel to that, which is my continued adventures in music, and it's to do with my James Martin experience. My oh, also awesome. my strange odyssey. Is there I'm a timeline that on that? Cool. Uh, what the the yeah? It, do you know when frozen... it will be? Oh, I don't know. No, I'm t- I've I've had a, I've have I've been talking to a publisher and had lunch with the publisher, and there are things in the works. So I'm hoping that that will get a. a proper deal at some point but i just need to get around to it because it's kind of it's always the last thing i get to because with children and yeah things and work and provincials and stuff it's always the last thing i get to is the book project which actually is the thing that probably would theoretically do the best out of all these things so i need to actually i need to spend this so that's what i do this summer is, is spend more time on that
0: oh awesome yeah that sounds great mate Thanks for having a chat. No, thank it's you for having been good me. Good to uh, no, enjoy it. Yeah, it's been strange to have you in and not talk about the project. Yeah, we'll <laughs> so do that in a minute. We'll do we'll, that in a minute. Yeah, and as, as soon as this ends. Things. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for the podcast, it's going to be like, yeah, see you later, mate. Thanks, yeah, thanks yeah, for the yeah, coming, I'll and then see we're see just going to turn next off and yeah, go. Yes, right? Make coffee, <laughs> right, plug in the base, and go. But mate, thanks for doing this. Well, no, I really appreciate. No, it's been a great show. I've
1: really enjoyed all the other podcasts you have listened to, and cool! I'm very honoured for you to have me on. So, thank you, mate. thanks. Here we go. One tape blunder <laughs> that was Seb Hunter
0: on the Stage Fright podcast make sure you check out his band Provincials online and grab yourself a copy of his book Hellbent for Leather if you'd like to help out the show please sign up to my Patreon where for the price of half a coffee a month you'll get early, ad-free, higher quality access of the pod as well as some extra bonus bits and conversations patreon.com forward slash Music. email me any thoughts and ideas you might have for the pod stagefright at gmail.com casper casper you ruined it that was going so well Uh, find us on instagram and twitter if you want Uh, (laughs) fucking hell casper twitter at all right i'm dan instagram at the stage fright podcast make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and thank you can you hear him howling Make sure you like and subscribe. And (laughs) it's put me off now. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Oh, you're being quiet now, aren't you? Idiot.